Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And today I'm pulling a question from the popcorn bag. You've all been sending in some great questions, so uh, I figured that'd be a good time to start working through some of those. And to help me answer today's question, I'm joined by Shana Game. She is a certified financial planner and host of Everyone's Talking Money. So Shana, how's it going? It's going great. I uh, love the idea of money questions and the time it takes to make popcorn. I mean, who doesn't love popcorn, right? <laughs> exactly. And then who doesn't have ADHD these days? So I mean, <laughs> a thousand percent, all of us, like my hand is raised far in the air. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So thank you for taking the time to, to join me here. And today's question I thought was a, a really interesting one to dive into, because this is something that I've dealt with. I've heard this from so many different people. So let me just jump into it. This question comes in from Kimberly. Hi, Chris. How do I stop comparing myself to people with a higher net worth? It's really getting me down. I feel like we've all been there. I know I personally have dealt with comparing myself to others for years and years. I'm not immune from it because I talk about money all the time. So, Shana, for you, have you ever dealt with that? Have you ever been stuck in that endless cycle of comparing yourself to other people? Yeah, I mean, a thousand percent. And I think it's something we all do, but because uh, money is like this elephant in the room, right? We don't we don't talk about money with other people. So we tend to think that everything about us is unique. And we're the only ones who like have these thoughts and these feelings about money. But absolutely. I mean, we live in this like very social world, you know, social media, even listening to podcasts or reading articles. It's so easy to see what somebody else is doing. We're seeing like the highlight reel. We're seeing all the good stuff that they're doing with with their money. And so we're thinking, oh, my gosh, like these people, they've made all the perfect money decisions. They're loaded. They're living their best life. Nothing is ever bad for them. And (laughs) you and I both know that is absolutely not the truth. But that's sort of the version that they're showing. So 100 percent, I still even as a certified financial planner and all the work I've done, on my own money mindset, my own money beliefs and money story, I still fall prey to it. It's it's hard not to. I think we all feel like we could be doing better, right? Like yeah. it's always like, oh, I could be making more money. I should have more money saved. I should have invested earlier. There's all these things we feel like we should have done. Not because there's some perfect person that we know of. It's just like this, this like internal feeling of doubt of where we are financially that kind of just constantly pops up in our minds. Yeah. And I think because the reality is that I would say 100% of us, but maybe I could argue 99, 98% of us, we live in this place of money scarcity, right? It is just ingrained. It is ingrained in culture. It is ingrained in, um, you know, history. A lot of times it was ancestral and kind of passed down to us. And so we live in this place of never enough, never having enough, filled with with mistakes everything we've done is wrong and so i think when you when you operate in that space and there's nothing wrong with it because all of us do right that's that's sort of how it's been programmed into us that it's really easy to feel like yeah like you're behind and you're never going to get to that place even the financial industry which is the part i don't like about it mm. i am a certified financial planner non-practicing anymore so i can you know, sort of speak about this, that um, <laughs> part of the the messaging and the marketing is, yeah, you're never going to make it to retirement. You're never going to reach yep. your goals. Uh, you're so far behind. And, and that's what, you know, kind of lures you in. And so it's just the whole system is set up against you actually feeling good about your money and feeling good about where you're at. Yeah, it's it's this constant, you know what, you're not doing the right things. Come to us and we'll fix it for you. There's a lot of that you know, they have to create the the fear, right? Like the the emotion that you're not doing well 
So that way you need to pay someone to help you. Right. That's like the struggle, yeah. the constant churn with some of these companies. Yeah. And you and I know that the secret is there is no secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Money is is personal. They call it personal finance for a reason. It is unique to each one of us and the, the things that we want to do with our money. You and I could have the exact same goal. Like, let's say, you know, we both wanted to like retire and live, I don't know, somewhere like luxurious in Europe. Or I don't know. I'm just making this up. <laughs> so we could have the same goal, but how we actually go to get there and what we actually do with our money is going to be completely different. And so I think there are a lot of money professionals out there. I won't name names, but that, you know, talk about following an exact system to get to a certain place. And that just is BS because it doesn't exist. You know, it's it's very nuanced. It's very different. And I think, you know, we need to embrace that about ourselves. And that's where, you know, the comparison gets kind of dangerous because we could be following what somebody else is doing. And that is completely getting us off track of what we actually should be doing. Exactly. It's it's there's not this one size fits all thing. And we could all kind of fall in that trap of like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, this person looks successful. I should do what they're doing because I'll be successful if I do exactly what they do. And that's not really how it works. There's so much nuance in that. How do you handle situations like this where you maybe see someone who's making more money than you or, you know, somehow you found out that they have more money than you do? And it does make you feel bad about yourself, right? It makes you feel down on maybe where you are. How do you navigate that type of situation? For me, it's really important to root into what I call my why, right? So like, why do I want to do the things I want to do? What are the goals I have? And if I can keep rooting back into my why and my vision for my life, it really helps to just kind of put up these blinders because I'm going in my direction and I don't care what anybody else is doing because I mean, in actuality, I'm not going to live their life. And that actually keeps me moving closer to the place I want to be. The minute I start looking outwards at what other people are doing, I get distracted. And then Mm. I get off course, right? Or maybe I might make a a decision around spending money because, you know, I'm starting to feel anxious about where I'm at. So I actually spend more money. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts of directions this could go in, but really staying focused on your why. You know, when I was reading this question, too, I thought about how for many years and something I'm, I'm kind of just starting to realize now, I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I'm starting to understand this is what I do is that I, well, I used to often want what other people had. Like, I, I thought what they were doing is what I needed to do and what would make me happy. Like, I needed to buy these things and invest a certain way and achieve this house this size or a car like this. And it wasn't that I necessarily wanted it. It's just that they had it and it seemed like they were successful. So I should all if I want to be successful, I need to have what they I need to want what they have. And that that's kind of what really hit me when I was reading this question, because I've been in that place where it started to really help me now to where I'm like, you know, what do I really want? Like, I have an old car. My car is like eight years old. I really don't care. I don't drive that much anymore anyways. Right. So, but so that's one of the things I can knock off my list. I don't need to care about that. It doesn't need to be one of the things I'm consumed with. And I think it's hard, though, sometimes to get to that place. And it's something I still have to like be very mindful of. I remind myself of when I'm doing that again, because it, it, it doesn't go away. It just, you know, you kind of catch yourself and stop yourself from going down that road again. Yeah. You know, and I will say that I have worked with people who have a hundred million dollars in assets plus, And I will tell you that just because you have a high net worth, it doesn't mean you're happy. 
It doesn't mean you're fulfilled. And it doesn't mean you have everything figured out in life. So I think there's this perception that the more money we have, the better off we are. And while I will never deny that more money does give us more choices, absolutely, it's what you do with those choices. And you know, a lot of people who are flaunting those cars and, and trips and different things like that, they're doing that because they feel an emptiness inside of them that isn't fulfilled, right? I'm not saying everyone, but if you look at the statistics and the science behind it, a lot of times there's there's something going on with them as well. So, but you're absolutely right. You know, if cars aren't your thing, like, and you got a car that works and it's got four wheels and goes, fantastic. <laughs> Maybe your thing is you like nice dinners out or whatever it might be, right? We all have our own little luxuries that we love. Focus on those things and feel good about them. Feel good about where you're at, regardless of the mistakes that you've made. I think that's a perfect way to end it right there. Kimberly, I hope hearing this makes you feel a little bit better. I won't say that you're never going to do this again, but hopefully you can hold on to Shauna's words there and it'll help you walk through these situations and lessen that feeling of anxiety and stress we have around this and sadness that pops up. Uh, Shauna, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Before we get out of here, where can people reach out to you? And is there anything going on that you want to share with them? Uh, so that way they can come follow you and, and join your community and what you have going on. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, again, Kimberly, I hope this has helped. And I hope this has helped everyone listening. Uh, you can check out my podcast, Everyone's Talking Money, on any podcast player that you're listening to. We have over 850 episodes talk about every different topic around money. So we'd love to have you over and, and join in the conversation. I'll put all that in the show notes so people can easily go check out the podcast. Uh, Shana, again, it was amazing having you on and I appreciate you talking with us. Thank you. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.